Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Monday, the 8th day of May, 2023. Busy weekend. There was the coronation of King Charles. A few things stood out to me. Prince George, just past nine years and nine months old, was the page of honor with a couple of highly visible moments in the ceremony. Someday, he most likely will be king, barring some misfortune. This is the first time in modern history that three generations of monarchs and future monarchs have participated in a coronation. Lots of symbolism and pageantry. It is kind of neat, but does not really have meaning. The event was much, in fact, a religious service. Do not forget, the king is the head and protector of the Church of England, almost on the level of the Pope, but without the infallibility part. I have made my thoughts known that I'm not a fan of high religious affairs with their pageantry, symbolism, and formal prayers. It's my opinion that all of that is a distraction from a simple, honest prayer. A few weeks back, I was critical in my review of the country song, God I Need a Favor, as nearly profane. There's an extremely thin line in that context between profane and righteousness. The key is very hard to read from the outside. That is the level of the speaker's repentance. Where is their heart? If the fine, well-written words spoken over the newly crowned king are just words, they will not reach the very high ceiling of the 900-year-old Westminster Abbey. An honest sob offered from a tree stump may have more power. Sunday's sermon centered around the widow's might. The concept is exactly the same. In the midst of the very ornate religious ceremony sat the wife and new queen, Camilla Parker Bowles, as she was once known. Charles and Diana were an arranged couple for all intents and purposes, where Charles disdained Diane's popularity and his place was again in the back seat. There was a very long affair with Camilla while married to Diana. Former husband Andrew Parker Bowles was in attendance. It just seemed odd. Then there was the Kentucky Derby. The safe money was on Forte, but he was pulled from the race hours before with a bruised hoof. There's a lot of murmuring about animal safety this week. Of course, there are extremists who are calling for the end of horse racing or any other event that features animals. My two dogs are not living anything that resembles a natural life for a canine, but they seem to like the endless bowls of kibble, have learned to ask for nightly chicken and chewy treats, and the queen bed with a view of the yard is not too bad either. The point is, it may not be natural, but it's not a bad life. The winner was a horse by the name of Madge. The story is, he was purchased in 2022 for just short of $300,000. That was over the buyer's budget, and they sold a quarter interest to the sort of crowdfunding app, Commonwealth, where individual folks could purchase a microshare for $50. Did you know the term colt refers to a male horse, typically less than four years old? A filly is a female horse of the same age. I'm trying to think of any species where the male juvenile has a distinct name. Stay tuned. Spanish explorer Hernando de Soto discovers the Mississippi River in 1541. At least he's the first European to note it. Word is the First Nation folks knew about it for more than a few hundred years beforehand. We discussed last week King Charles I and II. Between the two, 
Oliver Cromwell is the nation's leader as Lord Protector. In 1657, he's offered the crown, but turns it down. Three years later, the Parliament proclaims Charles II, King of England, and invites him to return from exile. Recall a few years earlier, they had his dad executed. You have to ask yourself, what were they thinking? But the idea of a republic form of government was not yet revered. Danish author Hans Christian Andersen publishes the first installment of his fairy tales in 1835. He also wrote The Little Mermaid and Hans Brinker and the Silver Skates. Mexican forces are defeated north of the Rio Grande River in 1835 as part of the Mexican-American War. The first Westminster Kennel Club dog show is held in 1877. That's in New York City and not related to the Abbey in London. Originally for hunting dogs, it will be 30 years before the best in show is named. John Pemberton sells his new patent medicine in 1886, sweet and flat. His idea was to make the syrup and sell it to soda counters that were often in drugstores. A soda jerk sometimes later mixed it with soda water and invented the drink we know today. If you know your history, you will know this as Coca-Cola. The idea of patent medicines, drugstores, and the modern soda industry are very closely linked. Note Pepsi and Dr. Pepper were in the same mold. Asa Candler gets involved, and he's the name that builds the empire. He was an aggressive businessman, but he missed one basic point. He sold the rights to bottle the drink for a single dollar, provided the bottlers bought the syrup from him. Which brings up the formula mystique. We can be pretty sure the published formulas are quite close. It would not be too difficult to make a drink very close to the original, if not indistinguishable, from the real thing. But what can you do with it? The company spent 137 years building an image and marketing empire, all of which is fiercely defended by trademarks and those laws. Paramount Pictures is founded in 1912, well in the silent film era. The Naval Battle of the Coral Sea comes to an end in 1942 with the loss of the USS Lexington. While the losses by the Navy were heavy in World War II, they paled in comparison to what the Japanese lost. There are numerous examples of bodies being found well-preserved in peat bogs. The high-acid, low-oxygen environment may be one of the best methods to preserve bodies for extremely long periods. In 1950, Tolland is discovered in Denmark. He was believed to be about 40 years old when he died, sometime about 400 years B.C. The classic horror film Dracula, starring Christopher Lee, is released in 1957. This is Pizza Pizza Day. The Little Caesars Pizza Company is founded by Mike Illich in Garden City, Michigan. The year is 1959. The original idea seemed to have originated in Naples, Italy. It began making inroads into the mass market here in the 1940s. The film Dr. No premieres in the U.S. in 1963. It stars Sean Connery as Bond, James Bond. Muhammad Ali is indicted for refusing induction into the U.S. Army in 1967. He was hardly alone, and many were not as aggressively tailed. But the champion boxer was a very high-profile case. The last Beatles album, Let It Be, is released in 1972. The first steel roller coaster with a vertical loop 
opens at Six Flags Magic Mountain in 1976. The Southern California theme park is notable for having the most roller coasters at one location. The count stands at 20. 1985, the Academy of Country Music Awards names the group Alabama, George Strait, and Reba McIntyre as winners. While they're closing in on 40 years, which makes this similar to comparing big bands to Alabama, I think the music has lost a great deal. We are constantly moving away from songs that have well-written lyrics and are singable. Tempo and chord structures are more harsh, under tension, and just plain angry. Gordon Lightfoot's still in the news, and his music is 50 years old. But there is nothing in the popular culture that even approaches it in terms of being able to relate and sing it. Music is meant to be sung. Paul McCartney and a group of celebrities make and release a single of the song, Ferry Cross the Mersey, in 1989. The song's a love song to the Liverpool region. The reason for the remake was to raise funds and support for the 96 victims, mostly from Liverpool, who were killed in a British football game earlier that year. The song has melody, meaning, and words. It can be sung, as all songs should be. In 1993, there's a story in New York City. A 16-year-old, Karen Thomas, puts on a motorman uniform and operates a city subway train to the end of the line and nearly back. If he had not exceeded the speed limit and tripped the train's emergency brakes, which he could not reset, it might have went entirely unnoticed by the 2,000 passengers he carried or the transit police. It was not until he got downtown for a routine drug and alcohol test after the incident that the ruse was discovered. That's history and comment. For the 8th day of May, I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now go do something worth remembering.